Rain is God's spit, Connor tells his grandmother through my iPhone. He turns his head sideways and puts his right eye close to the screen, as if she might be trapped inside it. God spits. He really does. My mom's sandpaper ex-smoker's laugh bursts through the speaker like a spray of gravel from a semi-truck. With equal parts amusement and disapproval, she says, Oh, Connor, I'm sure God doesn't spit. Connor flinches. Before Grandy can get out another word, he drops the phone on the kitchen counter, tucks his chin to his chest, and bolts from the kitchen. At almost four years old, he's already learning to navigate her sharp corners. He may even be better at it than I am. My mother will be here in five days for Connor's baptism, and I'm too afraid to tell her it's been canceled. As I retrieve the phone, my partner, Jill, edges by me with Connor's plate of pancakes in one hand and his sippy cup in the other, calls our son to the table, and taps her watch at me, a reminder that we're going to be late for school. I nod to her and shrug, mouthing the words, I know, but... I can't wait to see that little booger, my mom says. Where on earth did he learn that? The rain is God's spit, honestly. Where else? I laugh. Catholic school. I pour two to-go thermoses of coffee. So did you get him the shoes like I told you? My mother asks. They have to be summer white to match his outfit. Because Connor is too old to fit into a traditional Catholic christening gown for infants, Jill and I plan to dress him in a coat and tie. Hearing this, my mom opted for something a bit more sacred. A baptismal suit she won after bidding aggressively for it on eBay. Yes, I got him the shoes, I respond. I open my mouth to confess about the baptism being called off, and then close it just as quickly. Like a kid hiding a bad report card, I think if I don't tell her, the problem won't exist. A woman with more courage would already have told her mom that Father Bill has refused to baptize our son. Perhaps before my mom bid on the suit, or started buying holy items for Connor and having them blessed by their bishop in San Marcos. If not then, certainly before she and my dad drive two days and five hundred miles in the minivan and pull up into our driveway. And maybe I would have if the Catholic Church wasn't the paperclip holding our relationship together. Also, I like the grandmotherly doting and fussing. It's one of the few things helping me forget that nothing about our situation is normal, as much as I might want it to be. Michelle, are you listening? He can't wear Batman underwear because the black wings will show through the white pants. There's a thud, followed by my father swearing in the background. Al, what in the Sam Hill? I shake my head and smile. No Batman undies. Got it. In between her instructions about Connor's shoes and underwear, Mom yells at my father as he packs their suitcases. No, Al, honestly, the Purell goes in the outside pocket. Before she hangs up, she says to me, Make sure you get his hair cut. We want him to look good in the photos. Love you, sweetie. See you this weekend. At the back kitchen door, I lift Connor into my arms and Jill yanks his rain hood up over his head before we dash to separate cars to rush him to school. I'll be staying at Sacred Heart for a meeting with Father Bill and a final attempt to make him change his mind about us. I buckle Connor into his seat and back out from the garage where the sound of thunder rattles our steel cocoon. You think he's mad? Connor asks.
Who? God? I look over my shoulder. No, little man. He puts his hand against the window and nods. Well, something's going on with him. He traces a drop of rain with his fingertip, as if he can stop its momentum. You'd never let me spit like that without a really good reason.